Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Wow, this show, I think, is going to take you places that you really didn't expect. (laughs) I know it has for me. We're going all over the place today. And sometimes, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but God calls an audible on you. You think you're headed one direction, and then all of a sudden, things change. And thats it's been kind of that way all week This for this particular show. It starts off Jerry Mathis, who's our Christian body shop guy from Race Body Shop, who's normally on with us every third Saturday, called me on Thursday and mentioned that, or explained that he um, lost his cousin, a very young man, 40 years old, to cancer, and they had him preaching the funeral. And, you know, actually, it's probably starting right as we speak. And so we need to be praying for Jerry and his family, but that led me without the guests that I normally had and kind of what I had planned as a topic. And so then I started on another topic, and I <laughs> had been praying about that and what God had for that, but I and, I, and I, of course, naturally, we had so much fun last week playing our new game that we're going to play that again, and we'll get to that in just a minute, but right this morning as I was laying out the show, God laid it on my heart to share with you the story of how the Christian Car Guys show came about. I've told it on the air maybe years ago, but he wanted me to share that story of how the show even came into being, but also more importantly than that, behind that was a prayer. And that prayer I call the Phi Slamma Jamma Cat's Pajama Prayer. And if you've ever heard me speak a lot of places, I talk about the Phi Slamma Jamma Cat's Pajama Prayer. Well, today, I am not only going to share the story behind the Christian Car Guy show, but I am going to share the story and the steps that I take when I employ this prayer tactic. So that's my audible for today. But I I was thinking, what was yours? When was it that you thought... Wow, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And then God called an audible on you, changed your direction, and something miraculous happened. I would love to know, and I would love for you to share that, 866-348-7884. The show's live, and we would love to hear your time that God caught an audible. Of course, one of my favorites was when Peter Marshall was addressing the cadets at West Point on what turned out to be um, December 7th, 1940. One, which he didn't know when he started the address that the Japanese would be bombing Pearl Harbor when he was actually speaking. But God called an audible on him that day, and the message that those boys would all need as they went off to where it wasn't Annapolis. It was at, I mean, it wasn't West Point. It was Annapolis that he was speaking. But anyway, when did God do that for you? 866-348-7884. Then, <laughs> I told you we are going to go a lot of places. You remember last week we were on the Heavenly Railroad about the little girl that, and perhaps she was an angel. I told the story at the end from the 1800s and the discussion, it was from the 1800s, the story was, and there was a discussion between her and the railroad conductor. And perhaps it left you hanging a little bit, and I thought it was meant to. But then this week when I got ready to do my devotions, I found out there was a sequel to the story that I read a little bit further, and I really cheated you by not sharing the end of the story. So we're going to get to that. But right this minute, Johnny, what do you say we just go on and play? 
It's time to play Define That Defect. Resolve that roar. Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle that clatter. And this one today, we're going to have to probably put under chronicling the clatter. Because we have a little bit of that kind of thing coming your way. And if you can chronicle this clatter, you can win Stu Epperson's book, The uh, Last Words of Jesus, or his CD, whichever you prefer. If you call with the answer to this particular clatter, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Johnny, what's that clatter? What is this noise? Ah, if you can chronicle that clatter, I assure you it wasn't something you wanted to hear. You call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Johnny, you want to tell them what they'll win? He can do that. <laughs> um, they're going to win Stu's book or CD, whichever they prefer. The last Like you said just a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, play it one more time for him here. Chronicle this clatter, 866-348-7884. That's some clatter, 866-348-7884. And, of course, we always want to mention that a lot of what we talk about today, including these stories that I'm going to share with you, even the Heavenly Railroad thing is all at christiancarguy.com, as well as the Jesus Labor of Love. And uh, as I mentioned last week, we have some new stuff there for the Jesus Labor of Love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And we have some videos up there that you may choose to watch that would even kind of chronicle the clatter that you heard today as far as evaluating a used car and those kind of things. And all the proceeds from those go to the Jesus Labor of Love. And so... Another neat thing that happened um, that I wanted to share with you today was that on the Jesus of Labor of Love, you know, I, I go by the Christian car guy, but I am certainly not the only Christian car guy out there, although it, some people think that's an oxymoron. It's certainly not. They have been lots and lots and lots of them way before me from time immortal. And one of the neat things is we had a donation come in for the Jesus Labor of Love, and these folks wanted to honor their uncle, whose name was Don Poplin. And Don Poplin was the owner of Stratford Road Exxon here in Winston-Salem. And it says he helped many folks with their car needs, sort of like what we do, you know, for single moms, widows, families in crisis. So long before me, here was a man, Don Poplin. And I was so honored that, that these folks would pledge some money to a single mom, widow, family in crisis in Don's name. And so you know, how cool is it that there have been a lot of wonderful Christian folks out there long before me? And I've got a really neat story to share with you on the Jesus Labor Love. I got a, a call this week from a lady in Raleigh, or it was an application actually, and then I called her. And um, it mentioned that she was homeless and that she was trying to get a place. She was working with the authorities there in Raleigh, but her car did not pass state inspection. She had one week left to get her car inspected or, you know, it wouldn't be legal. And she had just gotten a job 
and it was part-time kind of thing, but she it was working out that this would be able to help her to get into this home, and she really, really needed this job, but her car wouldn't pass state inspection. And the estimate that she had to do the repairs was like $350. And there were two issues immediately that jumped out at me. Number one, I've, I've really struggled in her area to find um, somebody that would step up and volunteer the labor and stuff for the Jesus Labor of Love in the, in the Raleigh area. We've got a couple that do it, but not very many, and it's, and it's always been kind of difficult. So I immediately knew I had a struggle, like, how can, I, how can I meet this need, Lord? I'm sitting here praying as I'm listening to her describe it. But it has become my practice now that I always pray immediately with the applicant. It's really a fun thing to do, and I ask her if it was okay if I prayed with her. And we prayed, and she was very anxious to do that. And after we prayed, she said, you know, they told me about this idea that there's a waiver in the state of North Carolina, which I myself was not aware of, that if you had an older car like that in some cases, if you had attempted to spend more than $200 in repairing it, then you could get this waiver. And all of a sudden, this door started to open up for me after the prayer, just remarkably so, that we could possibly meet this need uh, in spite of where it was and all this kind of thing. And then I, I called her brother. Um, and I, I can't even begin to tell you the joy of that conversation to hear how this brother had been. He, he actually was putting his sister up in, in a hotel somewhere while they were trying to get this place ready for her. And the love this brother had for her and that God would put me in this family and an opportunity to help in this way was just miraculous. But still, there's the need. We need the $200 to help her, you know, to get this waiver or perhaps fix her car, which would even be better. Her car is safe enough. It just doesn't pass the emissions inspection. Again, this is all to point out that if God puts it on your heart to either pray, which I now put all the prayer requests as, as these applications come in, uh, we put the prayer request right there at christiancarguy.com, as well as an opportunity, obviously, to donate to these worthwhile situations to me. God puts them in our way, and, and we are just kind of like a pass-through for how, how does God want to take what he's given you to bless these other folks? And you go to christiancarguy.com to find out about that. We have a couple of contestants on Name That Noise coming up. We got Dan is in Washington and Roberta in Utah. You still got time to call in 866-348-7884. Or maybe God called an audible on you and you want to tell that story. 866-348-7884. What happened to the little girl on the Heavenly Railroad? Oh, there's so much to stay tuned for. Trainers coming, I hear it just at hand. I hear the car is rumbling and rolling through the land. Get on board, little children, get on board. Little children, get on board. Little children, there's room for me. Yes, we get to hear the sequel in a few minutes about what happened to the little girl on the railroad. And the conductor, I it kind of blew my mind. I think it's going to blow yours. We're going to hear the story behind the Christian Car Guy show, the Five Slamma Jammer Prayer. But right now, we're playing Name That Noise. And we got Dan in Sonomish, Washington. And the fact that I can even say Sonomish, Washington, <laughs> I'm kind of shocked, Dan. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. It's uh, Snow Homish. <laughs> and anyhow, 
It sounds like an older car and the fan hitting the radiator. All right, we're going to play that one more time for folks to listen to. It sounds like an older car and the fan's hitting the radiator. Well, Dan, once again, I find myself in a situation where that wasn't... The fan could easily be hitting the radiator in that car because I'm not standing there right this minute. Now, the noise that I was trying to chronicle... I ha- there is another noise that possibly somebody else could chronicle, but you could be right. And so for that reason, we are going to award you the last words of Jesus. And thank you for calling in. And that the, I hate it when the fan hits the radiator like that. I've had cars do that, especially does that when the water pump's fixed and go out, right? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dan. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We got Roberto. Roberta is in Lay, Hi. Utah. I, I was I was kind of thinking the same thing, either a loose or a broken fan belt. That's how it sounded to me. <laughs> well, let's play it one more time, Roberta, and see if you had any other thoughts. And Which, by the way, I think you and Dan could be right. I mean, I'm not standing here, but I do know there's another noise in there. And it's more of an uh, internal engine noise. You got any ideas? Would it be the carburetor? Wow, carburetors. I love those things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it could be the carburetor because that is an older car. <laughs> it's not the noise that I was going to chronicle. However, we are going to award you two the last words of Jesus. And we're going to oh, thank you for calling in and ask for somebody else who may think they know what that noise is to call in at 866-348-7884. Roberta, thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, well, well, I got you. Let me ask you, has God ever called an audible on you where you thought you were doing something and all of a sudden he goes, oh, no, no, you got, we have a new plan for you. Has that ever happened to you? Yes, it has. (laughs) (laughs) Well, God bless you. Thank you for calling in. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. You got plenty of time to call in and play 866-348-7884. Now I want to tell you the sequel we're going to get to the christian car guy show in a minute but the sequel to the little girl and if you listen last week which by the way the whole story and the sequels at christiancarguy.com as well as all the information on the jesus labor love and all those kind of things but there was a little girl she got on a railroad i'm giving you the reader's digest version of this part of the story and she lays her head down and the conductor comes up asks for a ticket and she basically says are you um, is this railroad going to heaven? And he's like, what are you talking about? And she said, well, you know, my mother told me that she used that she used to sing me this song about the little children going to heaven and that it stopped and picked up all the kids. And isn't this train going to heaven? And even asked her if she had, a, if the conductor had a little girl he used to sing to. And the conductor explained that his little girl was already in heaven. And of course, everybody in the car is crying as she's trying to get to heaven on this railroad to see her mother who's passed away. And it's quite a story. Of course, it's at ChristianCarGuy.com. But what I failed to find out, at the end of the story, the man had to get off the train, and we don't know whatever happened to the little girl or the conductor. But (laughs) that's what I thought last week. But this week, we find out we do know what happened. And here's the sequel. This is written by the conductor, and he reads, reads, and he writes to Reverend Dosh. He says, I wish to relieve my heart by writing to you and saying, that the angel visit on the cars was a blessing to me, and although I didn't realize it in its fullness until some hours later. But blessed be the Redeemer, I now know that I am his and he is mine. 
I no longer wonder why Christians are so happy. Oh, my joy, my joy. The instrument of my salvation has gone on to be with God. I am so happy. I had purposed adopting her in a place of my little daughter who is now in heaven. And with this intention, I took her to some city that's not defined. And on my return trip, I dropped her off where she left the cars. In in consultation with my wife in regard to adopting her, my wife said yes, certainly, and immediately too, for this is divine providence in this. She said, I could not refuse to take under my charge the instrument of my husband's salvation. How cool is that? That interaction between the little girl and the conductor led to his salvation. That's what we're understanding from that first paragraph. But then listen to the second paragraph. I made an inquiry for the child at the station and learned three days after her return, she died suddenly without any apparent disease. I mean, that's just, and her happy soul had gone to dwell with her ma, my little girl, and the angels in heaven. I was sorry to hear of her death, but my sorrow was turned to joy when I think of my angel daughter receiving her intelligence from earth concerning her pa that now he is on the heavenly railroad. Oh, sir, methinks I hear the Redeemer. I think I hear her sing. I'm safe at home, and my pa and ma are coming. Yes, my darling, we are coming and we'll soon be there. Oh, dear sir, I am so glad I met your acquaintance and the blessing of the great God that may it rest upon you. Please write to me and and be assured I would love to meet you again, Reverend Josh. Now, think about this. What an eternal view. Now, again, since this was in the 1880s, the man has long since joined those in heaven. But how, I, I can't imagine the thought of this little girl died, but yet it seems this man is overjoyed because he sees the long picture. He sees the, the big story here. And, and what a miraculous thing is the sequel to our story. And we're going to get to the Christian Car Guy story in just a minute. But first, we got Jerry is in Holly Springs, North Carolina. He thinks he may be able to chronicle that clatter. Whoa, Jerry, I'm sorry. We're going to have to get back to you after the break. I hear that music. When we come back, we got Jerry and we got John in Ogden, Utah. We have a third caller calling in to see if we can chronicle that clatter. Maybe they also have a situation where God called an audible on them. And we're going to get to the story behind the Christian car guy, the Vibes Lama Jamber Prayer. It's all coming. Stay tuned. Until I hear him sing GT. <laughs> oh, for those of us who used to be Pontiac fans, it's hard to—it's just hard to fathom that there's no more Pontiac. How could it happen, Johnny? I have no idea. But you're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show, and we have been playing 
chronicle that clatter. And we got all sorts of folks lined up to answer, but why don't we play that clatter one more time, Johnny, so that Jerry in Holly Springs, North Carolina can name that noise. Jerry, are you still with us in Holly Springs? I am, uh, but I've traveled quite a distance since then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's not as much Holly as there once was in the springs that you're at. You're right. Can you chronicle that clatter? Sounds to me like it's a rod bearing. (laughs) Yes, you are exactly right. As far as now, everybody has been right so far, as far as I know. But the one that I was trying to chronicle was the whole idea of a rod bearing. And that we, in the car business, often call the death knock. (laughs) Exactly. You've heard it called that. And what that means, and Jerry, feel free to jump in and help me, is that there's a a rod between that's connected from the piston to the crankshaft. And as the bearing on the crankshaft begins to wear out or other things that can happen, metal can get in there and other things that hurt it, there is too much space between the bearing surface and the crankshaft itself. And so as you put a lot of pressure on that engine, you get that awful knocking noise. Is that a pretty good way to explain it? it? Yeah, and it slaps up and down as that crankshaft spins and, it's, uh, we had a guy try and put 90-weight gear loop in there to try and make it quiet, which didn't, didn't work at all. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. that, that, that <laughs> no, gets, no. Yes. But yeah, I, will, I will explain to our listeners, actually, having appraised cars for years and years and years, and here's, here's a tip for you. If you're going to buy a used car, what we always did on any car I ever appraised, if it, had over, if it, was, under, if it was no longer under warranty, I needed to know if it had this knock. And a simple way to find that out is to be very careful, put yourself in a parking position where you've got a parking rod or something that's in front of you, but you you put the car in to drive and you hold the brake down really, really, really hard and you begin to accelerate. And as you begin to accelerate, the engine will begin to rev up like that noise that you hear. When you put that kind of pressure on the engine with your foot firmly on the brake, you might even use your emergency brake or you may even chalk the tires if you wanted to, but then that knock will become very apparent. And when you hear it, you go, okay, this engine has got real problems and not something that um, you want to buy immediately (laughs) without considering all that. So, Jerry, thank you for playing. God bless you. I appreciate it. Unless you had something else you wanted to mention. That was it. Great. Thank you so much. God bless. All right. We also have John is in Ogden, Utah. And, John, do you want to – Chronicle that clatter further. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, my uh, first thought was a broken uh, piston rod. Ah, you too have chronicled that clatter. That's exactly what it was, a death knock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you got it right. So God bless you. Thank you, John. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Thank you. All right, now... We've chronicled that clatter, but maybe you've got a story where God called an audible on you. And, you know, you thought you were going to talk about one thing and then, or, or something that, that maybe you were asked to teach a Sunday school lesson or something. And all of a sudden God said, no, he laid it on your heart to change that. Well, that's what happened to me this morning. And he, and I felt led to share this story, um, about how the Christian car guy show came about, but maybe more importantly that behind that was the five slam pajama cats pajama prayer 
and how exactly I do that. So to get to the story, back in 1996 now, I was praying in the spring of 1996. I was praying about a lot of things, actually. Big financial issues were happening in the dealership that I was uh, the president of, and we ran in Moxville, North Carolina. And uh, we were in bad need of $200,000, to be very specific. And there were other issues going in my life. And so, as you might imagine, I was really seeking God. And 2 o'clock in the morning, I mean, I was praying hard. And I was praying this five-slam-a-jamma, cat's-pajama prayer. And then, all of a sudden, God shows up. And he really called an automobile on me this time. I was hoping for some help with all my distresses. And God said, no, Robbie, I want you to start the Christian Car Guy radio show. And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm a car dealer. You don't know how nervous I get. I can't even do commercials. You don't really expect me to get on the radio. He said, Robbie, I want you to get on the radio, and I want you to talk about what breaks your heart every day when you see these people go into tremendous amounts of financial debt when they buy a new car or when they bring their car in for service and they didn't heed the check engine light or they didn't heed that red light in the dash and they cracked the head and, and different things like that. And I want you to get on the radio and I want you to talk about that from a Christian biblical standpoint. But also I want you to talk about what I'm teaching you as far as ways to apply what we call motorsports parables. How, you know, what the relationship is between God and cars and what you see in your life every week. So I thought for sure that this was some kind of a, uh, you know, it seemed real at the time that God and I were having the discussion, but I woke up just terrified. And years before, my pastor at Calvary Baptist Church, whose name was Mark Quartz, wonderful pastor, preached a sermon where he talked about that if you've been called to preach, or if you see somebody saying they've been called to do something by God, God will swing the door wide open. But if he doesn't swing the door wide open, chances are he wasn't really calling them. So if you see somebody walking around, I've been called to preach, but they can't find a church, then chances are they weren't really called to preach. And so I thought, aha, this is my fleece. If I've been called to do a radio show, certainly then somebody's going to show up and say, you need to do a radio show. So I knew Stu Epperson at the time, and I approached him about doing this show. Um, I actually took him to lunch that very week. And I was actually hoping he would say, Robbie, that's the craziest idea I've ever heard. And then I'd know I wasn't called to do radio and life would be good. But that isn't what happened at all. Stu said, oh, that's the best idea I've ever heard. I really need that in my Saturday lineup. Can you start this Saturday? And I was, oh, here I was. And uh, another funny part of the story, we had a, a wonderful disc jockey here back then. The, the first day I walked in, I expect Stu or somebody to be helping me. But instead, it was Deacon. And, and Deacon was kind of a plain-spoken guy, and he looked at me and he said, man, you must really like to talk on the radio. And I said, no, I'm absolutely terrified. He goes, terrified? you got to talk for a whole hour. I said, well, people are going to call in, so I don't, he, nobody's going to call in on your first show. You better be ready to talk. There can't be no dead air. <laughs> well, now I was triply terrified. But nonetheless, you know, God walked me through that. But what I really wanted to share was the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer that led to that interaction with God. And what is the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer? But before I do that, we got Stephen in Virginia Beach who's going to share his audible. Stephen, thanks for calling in this morning in Virginia Beach. Are you with us, Stephen? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah, hey, I, was, I was just telling the fellow I was uh, 21 years old when I became a Christian. And um, this guy came in from New Guinea, ex-Marine, 
and he's uh, I got a call to go to New Guinea. And I was 40 before I got there, but I met a guy in Australia <laughs> that did all my work at the seminary. I went down to Tennessee Temple, and I had, I had an old car, and he put my car back together all the time for me. And um, I finally ended up in New Guinea, and I taught, uh, taught uh, 21 different nationality kids, all the missionary kids. I went to visit my missionary uh, family about a month ago uh, in Philadelphia, and they're all 35 years old and under. One of, one of the kids is a uh, uh, pilot in the Air Force, uh, Army, and one is a doctor and uh, two, other, two other nurse. And the baby girls, uh, somebody's doing, uh, uh, is a, in the conservatory. And uh, it was great to hear what they were doing. Maybe I influenced their life some kind of way. I'm not sure about that. And I've also lived in Canada as a missionary, so I've I've kind of traveled, and I didn't start traveling <laughs> until I was about 40 years old. The way yeah. I got introduced to mission was this Marine guy smacked me. He said, this is what's going to happen to you with the tribal people. So I got a smack by a big Marine. <laughs> that's my introduction to missions. And that's an audible when you find yourself in New Guinea. When you were yeah, that was that. definitely an audible. <laughs> people, people jumping around with bones in their noses and oh, all that man. kind of stuff. That was, that was definitely an audible. I had never seen anything like that before. But God was faithful, and and now who knows uh, who all will be in heaven besides a little girl on the heavenly railroad with you there, Stephen. Yeah, oh. that, that could be it. Hey, I got I got a question. I'm I'm going to put my car in the shop. I got a two thousand dollars. Well, Steve, I hate we got we got a you can't hear the music in the background. We got to go to a break. When we come back, or maybe I can handle your question during the break. We're going to find out what the five slamma jamma cats for jamma prayers, or maybe you can call him with your audible eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. We'll be right back. did for me based on the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer which you may have heard of me speak of before but we are going to go into more details today than we ever have before on that prayer the story behind it which led to the christian car guy show and a lot of other things in my life actually that that god called audibles on me since then uh but i do want to mention that steve during the break he had some issues with his air conditioning and a clunking noise and what the mechanic had told him but he, he brought out a point that i think is is really important. He asked, did the air conditioner have anything to do with this defroster? And the answer is absolutely yes. Your air conditioner helps dry out the air for your defroster to work, or especially the defogger function of the defroster. And so when your air conditioner compressor is not working properly and those kind of things, it's, it's good to know that that does affect your defrosting and, of course, if you're ever putting on your defoster defogger and you've got a button that you can, a little snowflake button or something to turn on the compressor, it always does a much more effective job by doing that. Okay, getting to the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer. What's the story behind that? What does that mean, Robbie? Well, again, it's all there at christiancarguy.com. 
I wrote it all out so that if you want to refer back to it later, what Robbie was talking about, it's all there as well as the story behind the Christian car guys show the Jesus labor love and all that kind of thing. So years ago, actually before I was a Christian back in 1987, my future wife, Tammy instructed me that if I was to marry her, (laughs) that I needed to attend church, which didn't seem like such a great idea since I was in the car business and it was my one day off, and but I reluctantly agreed because I was certainly in love with her, and we went on a search for the perfect church, and we went all over Greensboro, and as you might imagine, we <laughs> landed on what looked like the prettiest one on the outside, which if you've ever seen the First Presbyterian Church in Greensboro, is absolutely gorgeous. Well, by no coincidence, the senior pastor was not there, and there was a fill-in by the name of Dr. Redhead, who was Pastor Emeritus, and that day he was giving a sermon on prayer. I hadn't been in church for years and years and years and years. Isn't it interesting that that would be the topic that morning? And, and he shared how if God was really God, he didn't need to use a lot of words in prayer because he would know everything that was on your heart. I mean, after all, he's God, right? <laughs> and that what we needed to do was listen for God's voice and relax and let go and let go and let God. Well, I was impressed with his logic and, and never actually hearing much of a preacher that made sense to me before this Dr. Red had my attention. He impressed me. And then he used the illustration that we have two ears and one mouth and that that was God's design. And we should listen twice as much as we speak. And being a car salesman for years and years, I knew that one of the secrets of good salesmanship, the old car proverb was that he who talks the most ends up with the product. So car salesmen that talk a lot would generally not sell many cars. The ones that could listen really well tend to. So then he took us on a sample of the journey of this prayer technique that literally changed my life forever. First, he had us sit back in the pew and feel our feet and toes, and then he would say, let go and let go and let God. Then he would go up our legs and feel the weight of our back resting against the pew and let go and let go and let God. The let go and let go and let God part, having now used this prayer thousands of times, means that when any distraction comes floating into your mind that would keep you from hearing from God, then you simply let it go and give it to God to deal with rather than being distracted because the idea is that you got to stay there and listen for God. Well, Dr. Redhead went on and told us to feel down our arms and up our neck and the top of our head and let go and let go and let God, all in an effort so that we would relax and we'd be able to hear God's voice. This process went on for a good three or four minutes. My later addition at times is I, well, you know, this is my own thing, that I'll offer parts of my body as living sacrifice, and I'll feel my hands, and I'll, and I'll offer that to God as a living sacrifice. Well, second, Dr. Redhead said for us to envision a peaceful place, a quiet stream, a mountain glade. Maybe for you it's a beach somewhere or in a garden. He then instructed us to place ourselves there, listen to the brook, smell the trees, Really make an effort to use all your senses to recall all that you previously sensed in that place. Then by all means, let go and let go and let God. And we spent another couple minutes experiencing the peace and of our recollection of that first place. And then thirdly, Dr. Redhead sent us to another place, a second place that we could remember in similar fashion, a peaceful, refreshing place somewhere that you sensed God's presence. Then listen to the brook, smell the trees, once again, let go and let go and let God. And we spent another couple of minutes experience the peace of that second place. Well, then fourthly, <laughs> Dr. Reddit sent us to a third place using similar criteria. And at the time, I thought it was a bit redundant or even a waste of time. However, 
Today, I understand a great deal more about the need for the touch of God's creation. It, it provides a settling for our souls and it improves our connection with him. You see, it was a garden that was paradise where Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. It, if you pray this prayer outside, it's, it's actually even better. Again, Jesus himself did his best prayer work in a garden, as you might recall. <laughs> well, then, fifthly, after you've done that and you've spent some time doing that in the third place, now comes the best part of the prayer for me. Pastor Ed had told us to picture Jesus himself coming down the aisle and sitting down next to you. And then he simply said, now listen. <laughs> And I believe this is where the rubber meets the road. In this prayer, do I believe I can hear Jesus speak to me, or will he speak to me, or will I know it's Jesus, or do, is it some other voice? These are some factors that may help you with that part of the issue. First, in John 10, it instructs, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold but by the door climbs in by some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. The question is, do I believe that Jesus' sheep hear his voice? And do they know the difference? Well, yes, and I know because actually Jesus has showed me several times. And secondly, for me, is the passage in 1 Kings chapter 12 where you remember, you know, Elijah, and after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and it was, was the still, small voice. Well, a great rendering of the still, small voice, if you look at it in the Hebrew language, is the voice that has no sound. And that's truly it for me. In my experience, that describes it, the voice that has no sound. Here, I think it's a critical distinction that has to be determined in everyone's mind. And as John Eldridge, Eldridge himself noted, Do I believe the Bible is a book of exceptions or a book of examples? What do you believe? If Abraham, Noah, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, King David, King Solomon, Hezekiah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Jonah, Peter, Paul, and Mary all heard God's voice, then why shouldn't I? How can I have a personal relationship with God if the conversation is always one way? Thirdly, how long am I willing to wait? You know, if you're going to listen for God in the five slam jamma cats pajama prayer, how long are you willing to wait? I often find that it takes a good while. And how hard am I willing to apply myself to listen? However you go about trying to hear, in the end, I'm pretty sure that it's determined by your faith. Again, this is all written up at ChristianCarGuy.com. And is the five slam jamma the only prayer and the only way to hear from God? Oh, no, 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 no. It's just a way for me. And I've modified it many times in many ways. And it's wonderful in gardens or in woods or if you can go do it outside. But I would just, in any way that you go about listening for God, that's what makes all the difference. Now, thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Please listen for God this week.